everybody doing this afternoon? You doing okay? It's so good to see you here in church. Thank you as always for coming to the last service, best service. We literally have no room for you in the other two. And so thank you. Thank you for worshiping with us uh, this afternoon. A couple things we got coming up before I introduce uh, our speaker for today. We got an Action Church Christmas coming up in just three weeks. Come on. Hope you've got your, your seats uh, reserved. We have free priority seating. What that means is it guarantees you a seat. You can get in 30 minutes before the service starts. Uh, a lot of those will fill up. In fact, a couple of them are already close to 60 or over 60% full. And so be thinking about which one you and your family uh, are gonna come to. And then don't come alone. Uh, I really believe uh, it's a great time to come with your family, a Christmas tradition, candlelight, hot cocoa, cookies, uh, a great message, great carols and worship. We're really excited, but I really believe it's an opportunity for you to bring somebody, maybe from uh, your, your place of business, from your school, a neighbor, be investing in their lives over the next few weeks and then invite them to church. Bribe them, bait and switch, lie to them. Whatever you have to do, it'll be worth it when they raise their hand and meet Jesus. And so we'd love for your family to join us and then invite your friends uh, as well. And then also next weekend uh, is one of my favorite weekends of the year because we get to to expand our ability to reach and connect people. It's our expansion offering next week. Hey, you guys are actually excited about it. the other two services. It was like 30% clap and I gave them a hard time and I said 30% clap because 30% give to the expansion offering. But you guys all clap, so thank you so much. Now let's, let's turn our clapping into giving next week because we have an opportunity to go above our tithe. At Action Church, we're a tithing church, we believe in the faithful returning. Uh, obedience to God with the first 10, 10%, and then we give uh, offerings over that expansion offering. And this year, uh, we've decided we're giving away the first $250,000 given outside of our church to local partners, national partners, international partners. We're digging wells for our, our ministry in Uganda, and we're giving to see over a million people reached uh, with John Maxwell. We're smuggling Bibles into Iran. Over 30,000 Bibles are going into Iran through World Compassion. We're investing in, in churches and ministries all over the world. We really believe in this principle of sowing and reaping. We believe this is our season as we believe for our future schools, we believe for land and buildings for Oviedo. As we, as we wait on our miracle, God is calling us to invest so that somebody else can experience their miracle. And so just really grateful for you being a generous church and I can't wait to see what God does on the other side of our generosity uh, next week and through the end of the month through our expansion offering. Well, I'm gonna quit rambling and get out of the way. Uh, you're in for a really special treat. The first two services were powerful, encouraging, and challenging. Pastor Josh Whitlow uh, is in the house with us this weekend, uh, my best friend uh, in the world, and uh, just so excited. Him and Crystal, their family, have been with us for uh, a couple of days. And you need to get you a friend like uh, Pastor uh, Josh Whitlow. How many of you got two types of friends? Somebody that talks you out of killing somebody and somebody that helps you bury the body. And this is my bury the body uh, friend. And uh, uh, seriously, uh, I said the second service as well. Uh, I don't know that I would still be your pastor after the last two or three years of our personal uh, journey uh, if it wasn't for friends like Pastor Josh Whitlow, the people that keep you in the game, that encourage you, that, that celebrate you in the, the highest of highs and then link arms and walk with you through the lowest of lows. And 
It was phone calls and FaceTimes. And if you don't have a friend like I have and my friend, Josh, you need to find one through a team, through a small group. You need to find somebody that will walk through anything with you. And I'm so grateful for him and my whole support system. But would you honor, stand in honor, pastor, leader, and my friend, Josh Whitlow. Let's go Action Church, come on. Come on, give Jesus your best praise in this house. We love you, Lord. Come on, go ahead and grab your seats. Such an honor to be in the house. Come on, the 12 p.m. service. Are you ready? Your pastor was, of course, joking about bearing bodies. That's only happened a few times. I was just... What a joy to be here. Um, honored. Justin, love you. Pastor Justin, Gabby, you, the family. Uh, thank you. I always describe uh, Pastor Justin, and he's right. I, I don't want you to get it, I don't want you to get it twisted anymore because you have a lot of people that come and then you hear this phrase, one of my best friends. This guy's one of my best, one of my best friends. In the flesh, I'm him and I'm the only one. So please remind him of that anytime he says one of my best friends and just a little side note because i know your pastor better than probably most of you he is in a phenomenal mood right now because alabama was just named what roll roll tide roll number four in the playoff and so if you're here and you're on staff and you need something i would ask today if you're in the church and you need something or have an idea i would ask him today because he's in a great giving uh, Pastor Justin, uh, you're the type of friend that doubles your joy and cuts your sorrow in half. And that's, you need a friend like that, that will double your joy. And right when you're in your lowest moment, they have this supernatural ability to cut your sorrow in half. And you've done that uh, for the last 10 years. Love you. Thankful for you, Gabby. Thank you for what you mean to Crystal and our family. Just love you guys very, very, very much. And the whole staff team. Love this church. I don't feel like a guest. I feel like family. Please treat me that way. I love you. We learned so much from you guys, your influence, how you're changing the city, your outreach, just your generosity. I love the expansion, the just everything that you guys are doing. Um, if you're watching online, you're new here, or maybe you've been visiting for a, a while, but haven't decided to make Action Church your home, can I just tell you somebody that's coming in, this is a safe place to lay down your anchor. You can plant your life in this soil. This is good soil. Remember this, this is safe soil. You're with trusted, vetted leaders that love God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. You don't have to pray about it. You could just say, God, I'm going to plant my life here, uh, and I can't wait to see how you're going to use me. I love, I love this church. I love the series that you're in. Come on, Uncommon. I love this idea about a series called Uncommon because the reality is everything about our life, if you're here and you follow Jesus, everything about your life should be uncommon. There's nothing common about saying you believe in a guy who was murdered in three days, was raised to life. It's pretty uncommon. And, and, and this whole idea, I love it. Uncommon in these topics that we've been talking about, uncommon faith. I don't want my faith to be common. I want uncommon faith. Uncommon purity. Come on. Lord, I don't want my faith, my, my purity to be common. It needs to be uncommon in this culture, in this generation. An uncommon grace. Uncommon peace. Discipline. I was watching some of these messages. I'm like, man, these are truly uncommon in today's culture. Today we're going to talk about an, 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 this idea of uncommon, just for a few minutes, uncommon 
boldness. Come on, say uncommon boldness. Uncommon boldness. I just believe in this culture and in even, believe it or not, churches that keep redefining God's word and God's standard that God's looking for a group of people that will be uncommonly bold in everything that they say and that they do. That we don't need just bold leaders or pastors. You have a bold leader. You have a bold pastor. You need bold leaders and pastors leading bold people. Bold families. Bold marriages. Bold friendships. Bold boundaries. Bold habits. Bold thinking. Bold vision. And Jesus said, I'm going to read one of my favorite stories of boldness in the New Testament. Acts uh, chapter 4. Peter and John are preaching Jesus boldly. And they're preaching Jesus boldly to people that don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. The Bible calls them Sadducees. And they have arrested Peter and John because a, a guy who could not walk for 40 years is miraculously healed. And there's no denying it. Everybody know that this man was sick, he was lame, and now he's walking and he's telling everybody. And the Sadducees and the religious people are angry. Leave it up to religious people to always get mad when God's doing something new. Religious and mad. That's these. And they, ask, they, they, they arrest them and they ask them this question. Who's and whose authority did you heal this man? I want you to pick up the story and, and watch this boldness. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man that you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. There is salvation in no one else. Can you see the boldness already? There is salvation in nobody else. And God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Well, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also could recognize them as men who had been with Jesus. Are you still here, 12? Come on, you had the most caffeine and the most time to get up. Help me preach. Don't go to sleep now. This is the third one. They recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. When I was reading this verse, it just popped to my mind. I was asking myself, I want you to ask yourself, can people recognize that you've been with Jesus? Not recognized if you go to church or not recognize that you know some religious things to say and do. No, have they recognized that you've spent time with Jesus? They recognized there was something different. There was something different. They recognized them as men who had been with Jesus, but since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? As for us, I love this. Come on, get this in your, we cannot stop talking about everything that we have seen and heard. No, we cannot help ourselves. We can't stop talking about everything that we have seen and heard. For the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about this crazy prayer, an uncommon prayer of boldness. And it's simply this, God, make me bold. make me bold. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Right now, come on, Spirit of the living God. 
Lord, we're not here for another service. We're not here to attend something. Lord, we're here to have an encounter with you. Lord, I pray for every person in this room. Lord, every burden, every weight that they're carrying even right now, the confusion, whatever they're carrying, Lord, let your people today be changed forever. Lord, open up our hearts to not just hear, but to receive and obey your word. We love you. We thank you. In the awesome, the mighty, the great name of Jesus Christ, we pray all these things. Come on, God's people said a good amen and amen. Come on, turn to your neighbor real quick and say, get ready. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Turn to your other neighbor you ignored and said, you get ready too. You get ready too. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. For what? Uncommon, uncommon boldness. I love this. Peter and John, extraordinarily bold here in, this, in the scripture, preaching Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And then they have the audacity. I kind of like imagine this. You killed him. Don't look at us. You did it. The man you killed, but whom God raised from the dead. Now, I, I wish I could teach this, but to the Sadducees, this was a declaration of war by Peter and John. This was not just them insulting their beliefs. Their beliefs already, they, they don't believe in a bodily resurrection is even possible. And, and, and so this is a declaration of war by Peter and James to the religious establishment, ready for this, for the religious elite that have been controlling and ruling over everything. And I want you to look at their response uh, at Peter and John's boldness. Again, I'm gonna recap in verse, verse 13, follow along. The members of the council were what? What were they? The Bible says they were what? Amazed. By the way, I'm, I wasn't always a pastor. I was a Marine for four years. So I'm going to come in hot and I'm going to come in loud and I need your help. So when I go like this, this is an all play event like Pictionary. It means respond <laughs> to whatever's on the screen. Okay, let's try this together. The members of the council were? Amazed. Oh, that perfect. See, that's great. They were amazed. Pay attention. When they did what? When they saw, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, when I think about that, it just, I need to just level the playing field because some of you are tuning me out because you've identified boldness with volume. In other words, you're bold if you're loud. See, people think I'm bold because I'm loud. Boldness is not volume. The Bible says that they were amazed because they, what, they, they saw the boldness of Peter and John. So maybe boldness is more about what you see in somebody than what you hear from somebody. Don't get boldness, spiritual boldness, and uncommon boldness twisted because somebody's loud. You can be quiet and still have uncommon boldness. It's not a volume piece, so don't blame it. Because we're going to talk about this. Don't make boldness a personality trait. It's not. When I, when, I, when, I, when, I read, when I read this, they, they saw the boldness. They were amazed. Here's the question I was asking myself. I want to ask it to you. And there's a scale, and I want you to answer it to, in your, to yourself. How amazed are people by your boldness? They saw something. Again, you don't have to be loud. You don't have to be flashy. How amazed are people by your boldness? 
You know, some of you here, you're watching online, you might be thinking, you know what? You're gonna be modest. You're like, maybe I'm a six or a seven, Josh. But the reality is you're really a nine or a 10 in your uncommon boldness because everywhere you go, people recognize that you live different, you talk different, you spend your time differently, you give differently, uh, you forgive differently, you love differently. Everything about your life looks completely different. You have uncommon boldness. You're a nine or a 10. Maybe there's others of you that you're, if you were honest with yourself, you might be like a two or a three. And you're super excited because you just decided to invite your coworker for the first time to a very merry action Christmas. <laughs> and you invited your coworker, you finally got the, 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 the boldness to invite them and they responded, well, I didn't even know you were a Christian. Oh, I mean, I know you went to church, but I didn't know you followed Jesus because there's a difference. You can go to church all of your life and never follow Jesus. Oh, I, I knew that. And, but Josh, again, I'm more shy. Of course, they, I'm reserved. I'm not a loud person. I'm not a pastor. I haven't been following Jesus a long time. Boldness is for loud pastors, talented people, gifted people, for the leaders in the church, for the, uh, no, in the, listen, boldness in the, in the biblical sense, again, is not a personality trait. Spiritual boldness is a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Watch this, Peter and John, they're threatened. Stop talking about Jesus or we're gonna beat you arrest you, and possibly kill you, put you in prison. What do Peter and John do? They pray. And they don't pray the safe, comfortable 2023 American church prayer. Oh God, please deliver me from my enemies. Oh God, please get me out of this crazy thing. Oh God, please get me back into my Christian bubble. Please get me back into my Christian bubble. Please, please get me back into my... Get me safe, God. Make me comfy. No, no, that's not the prayer that they prayed. They prayed something so much more uncommon than that. This is what they pray in Acts chapter four, verse 29. Watch the order, because we're gonna come back to it. They say this, and now, Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Every voice, say it with me. Then after. Yeah, that, that, that's on you guys. We're gonna try that again. All right, let's, it might've been like, so ready? You following what's happening? Now let's start together. What? After this prayer. So we were following the order. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. What's the next word? Then. then. Follow the order. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Come on. They prayed. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they started preaching the word with great boldness. I had an encounter with God. I prayed. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I experience this uncommon boldness that allows me to do supernatural things that I'm not naturally gifted or able or able to do. 
What does that mean? It's not a personality trait. It means you can be naturally quiet, but when the Holy Spirit fills you on the inside, supernatural boldness shows up on the outside. Prayed, filled with the Spirit, preached the Word of God boldly. When you ask God to make me bold, that uncommon boldness might show up in a bunch of different ways. As you're filled with this Holy Spirit, uncommon boldness might look like instead of always texting the person, prayer emoji, prayer emoji, prayer emoji, I'm praying for you, prayer emoji, praise hands, praise hands, prayer. Maybe, or instead of even sending a text, you pick up your phone, you actually dial a number, and you get on the phone and say, hey, I was gonna send you a prayer emoji and tell you I'm praying for you even though I never do, but now I'm gonna pray with you on the phone together. And in Jesus' name, you start praying. What is that? That's a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when you hang up the phone, you're like, I don't even know how I even had the power to say that. I've never prayed with somebody over the phone before. What is that? Uncommon boldness as a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe your uncommon boldness will come on you where normally you would be in a crowd or a group of friends and you allow them to talk and gossip about other people. And you normally take a back seat and remain silent because you don't want to stir the pot. Guess what? I like to stir pots. I, I, if I say something, they might not understand or they might think that I'm taking sides. Good, take a side. Quit being so neutral. By the way, God's word has a side. And it's the right one. The holy one. It's okay to have a standard. Maybe the Holy Spirit fills you with uncommon boldness where you stop just sitting back and allowing people to talk about your friends or your leaders or your church. And the Holy Spirit comes on the inside and you, you just stand and say, you know what? We're better than this. We're called to love one another and pray for one another. We don't gossip about people. We don't talk bad about people. Maybe the Holy Spirit fills you on the inside and this uncommon boldness shows up on the outside and you actually start dressing modestly. Maybe you stop cussing and talking like everybody else as a result of being filled with the Spirit. Your Monday afternoon looks different because of an encounter that you had with God today. Are you here? Maybe this uncommon boldness makes you bold and you refuse to hook up. You refuse uh, uh, to keep on letting sin rule over your life. You, you're uncommonly bold and you confess sin. You give sacrificially at the expansion offering. It doesn't take any boldness to do what you can do on your own ability. So maybe as you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're praying this week about the expansion offering, maybe the Lord, as he fills you, might cause you to stand up and be bold in a way that you've never been bold before. Peter and John, keep preaching. Keep preaching Jesus. And the religious people are hot. They cannot take it. Continue the story, Acts chapter five, starting in verse 18. So watch how this ends for him. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. And then he told them, go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple as they were told and immediately began teaching. Come on, if you're here, you're online, you're taking notes, 
If you want uncommon boldness, come on, I'm telling you, get ready. There's three things that it's gonna, you need to know that it's gonna require that are coming your way if you wanna live with uncommon boldness that we find from this verse. Come on, write it down, take a picture, do whatever you need to. The first thing you gotta know about uncommon boldness is number one, uncommon boldness always brings opposition. Oh, I wish I could start with a fun one. I can't. Uncommon boldness always brings opposition. They warned John and Peter, hey, stop preaching. What do they do? Look at verse 18 again. They arrested the apostles and they put them in a public jail. When I'm reading this and you go back and read, this is the second time Peter and John have been arrested in one week for doing the same thing. You, 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 if, if you get arrested today for two times in the same week, you're lawless. You, that, that's crazy. You're going to get arrested two times in the same week for doing the exact same thing? And listen, I need to just, I think there needs to be, a, a, the alarm needs to be sounded in Christendom over this whole idea of our comfort and our safety. Can I just, newsflash, Christianity is not escapism. Because you surrender your life to Jesus, it does not mean that you're going to be never going to experience sickness, insecurity, depression, anxiety. It's not escapism. As a matter of fact, Jesus, the only thing that he guaranteed that we would experience in this life is trouble. And then he goes, if you want to follow me, if they treated me this way, how do you think they're going to treat you? So that this whole idea of following Jesus, oh, it's supposed to be safe. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be comfortable. Christianity is not a playground. It's a battleground. You better get ready to work. You better get ready to fight. You better get ready to stand up. Amen. It's uncommon. It's uncommon. I just tell you like this, following Jesus is not a formula for, to, to live a safe life. Following Jesus is the formula for eternal life, no matter what happens in this life. There will be opposition. You want some uncommon boldness? I'm telling you, people are going to talk about you. You want to be bold? You want God's the Holy Spirit to fill you on the inside? I'm telling you, there are probably going to be some Saturday nights where you're all alone. While you look online and watch all your friends with everybody else. You want to be uncommonly bold? You might not be popular. You might get passed for the promotion. You might get actually fired for your job if you really want to live uncommonly bold. Josh, this sounds too hard. Well, here's the reality. If you're not ready to face opposition for God, then you're not ready to be used by God. I say bring on the opposition. You, what, you better bring everything you got and bring it to me because listen, I'm going to be with Jesus. What can this world do to me? If you kill me, I get to see Jesus in my dad. If I get to live, I get to preach Christ. Amen. There will be opposition. So don't worry when you face opposition for your obedience to God. Worry when there is no opposition. Wow. If nothing's opposing your marriage, that's probably because there's nothing in your marriage to oppose. Hey. I know, Eddie, that's how I feel. That's how I'm about with you. If no one's opposing your priorities, then maybe there's nothing impressive about your priorities. Maybe there's nothing different about how you live your life if you're not experiencing any opposition. Because make no mistake, when you ask God, God, make me bold, and his spirit fills you, there will be opposition. I want to encourage you to take that opposition and say, as a sign that God, you're with me. Lord, I'm living my life differently. I'm talking differently. I'm loving differently. I'm speaking differently. 
Uncommon boldness, there will be spiritual opposition. Number two, uncommon boldness not only brings opposition, but uncommon boldness also brings miracles. Oh, I love this one. Miracles. Spiritual, confident boldness. I mean, there's not too many things that we can do here on earth that cause heaven to respond. Boldness is one of those things. Uncommon boldness is, is, is one of those things. There's opposition, of course, but there's also miracles. There's also miracles. This is the second time they've been arrested in one week. But watch this. Because of their uncommon boldness, because of their great boldness, watch what happens. Chapter 5, verse 19. But an angel of the Lord came at night. I love this. And what? Opened the gates. Did I lull you to sleep? Opened the gates and what? Opened the gates and he brought them Oh, I just love this verse. This gets me so fired up because I love hearing the stories about life change here at Action Church. That, I, we were in the back there. I, the first time I watched that movie, the first service, I almost couldn't come out and preach. I'm sobbing my face off. Listening to, and seeing, not just hearing, seeing this uncommon boldness of that young lady who surrenders her life to and goes public in the waters of baptism. That's boldness. And I just love this, hearing the stories through, through the action team, through, through your church on Sunday, through small groups, through baptisms, through all the amazing outreach, your bold obedience. Church, listen, it's working. People are being saved. People are getting baptized. People are discovering their purpose. People were set free at Freedom Conference this weekend. Lives are being changed. Destinies are being altered. Pasts are being forgiven. It's working. It brings miracles. Your boldness brings and moves the miraculous hand of God. I just love this because in January, your church is celebrating 10 years. Well, somebody's excited about it. I thought you're going to be celebrating 10 years of God's faithfulness and all of God's goodness. And all the miraculous things, listen, that God's done, pay attention. Celebrate the things that God has done, but realize that God's not done. That's why you have an expansion offering. That's why we give. That's why we serve. We're thankful for the things that he's done in the past, but we also recognize that, God, you're not done. There's still more miracles. And so I just believe with all of my heart, Pastor Justin, as you're bold to plant and start a school, as you're bold to increase and, and spread out locations, as you're bold to continue all of the outreach and all the global missions and all of those things, that you will see the miraculous hand of the Lord on this house, on this city, on your family, in every single way. So listen, this is prophetic. As that comes and as you see that mirac miraculous hand of the Lord, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised by it. We always get caught up as pastors always saying like this, Pastor Justin, it's been 10 years. I can't believe what God did. I can't believe what God did. I can't believe it. Like you don't know who God is. <laughs> you can't believe what? That God did something miraculous? Is his arm too short? Is his hand not strong? The, mirac the God that parted the waters? We can't believe that he did something. I'm telling you, stop saying I can't believe it and activate your faith and start believing. Why? Because listen, when you walk in obedience to God, you won't be surprised by the miracles of God. 
And as you continue to obey in your family, Pastor Justin, as you continue to lead this church unapologetically bold, you will not be surprised by the miracles that God has in store for this house in Jesus' name. Uncommon boldness. It'll bring opposition. But also bring miracles. And listen, if you're here and you've been praying for a miracle, God heal my son. God heal my marriage. God, let me just, your miracle that you've been praying for might be connected to your boldness. Until you, you, some of you, listen, you might have to step out to find out. You're not gonna experience the miraculous hand of almighty God shriveled up hiding in your closet. In Jesus' name, rise up, stand up, broaden your shoulders, strengthen your knees. See what God does. It'll bring miracles. Number three, not only bring opposition, it brings miracles. And I'm gonna close with this. An uncommon boldness also brings faith. Oh my goodness, I love this one. It increases the level of our faith. I promise you, if, you, if you're crazy enough, and we're gonna do it together in just a minute, to ask God, God, would you please make me bold? I know it's not a personality thing, and I know you have it, in, but God, would you make me bold in my marriage? In my purity, Lord, would you give me the strength? Make me bold when I'm at school, standing up for you? God, when I'm in the, the break room at work on Wednesday, Lord, would you make me bold? Lord, would you make me bold on my taxes where I normally lie and fudge? Lord, would you make me bold to have some integrity before you? That if no one else knows it, I would know it. So Lord, make me bold in my decisions. And as you do that, you ask the Lord to make you bold. Listen, you're gonna need more faith than you've ever had in your whole entire life. Because when you pray that prayer and his Holy Spirit fills you, God's gonna start giving you opportunities to be uncommonly bold like you've never had before in your life. Watch what happens in chapter five when we close with this. Starting in verse 20. This is the angel, the same angel that just brought them out. Are you here? Come on, we're almost done. The same angel that just delivered them from the tense, scary situation says this. Now go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple as they were told. I mean, sometimes the greatest form of uncommon obedience, uncommon uh, boldness you could ever do is just obeying. Go back and let, and immediately began teaching. I love this. The angel told them and go back and do the exact same thing that got them arrested, persecuted, thrown in prison. And the angel come back and says, hey, be bold. Go back and do the very same thing. That takes obedience. Obedience takes boldness, especially in a culture and a generation where everybody's doing the exact opposite. 
Go back and do the thing that makes no sense. Go back and do the thing that you might not be able to afford. Go back and do the thing that could cost you your reputation. Go back and do the thing that might get you fired from your job, that might jeopardize your retirement. Go and do that. Why? Because until you do it, you don't need any faith. And when you step out, come on. As you step out, your, your faith begins to rise. I remember in 2021, our church, we're a year younger than, than you guys. Pastor Justin was my art coach, told me everything we needed to learn and do. We just copied it. We stole everything y'all do, everything. We're, we're, we're gonna have an action Merry Christmas too. We may even call it action, I don't even know. May not even change the name of the church. We leased a 10,000 square foot old CVS in the worst, ugliest strip mall that's ever been built in all of America. We have it, we have it, we, we, we rented it. Nobody else can claim that time, we did it. But we believed that God could do something different. And so for 21, every 21 days of prayer, our little church, we would, we'd all get together and we'd start walking around this old undesirable exterior of a building and we started walking around we started putting our hands on that building oh my goodness and jesus i know it's ugly right now i know it's hilarious right now i know our little church is broker than job's turkey i know we don't have anything that we can do this sounds impossible but and then and we started at the front part of the property there was an old little caesar's one day when I was walking by the Little Caesars, I felt the Lord just in my heart, I was praying. And the Lord said, one day this is gonna go from pizza, pizza to Jesus, Jesus. And then I heard myself tell the church out loud the next week what I felt like God had spoken my spirit. The problem is we had zero money. Impossible to buy all that 11 acres. They wanted $12 million for it. Can I tell you something? We bought it for six, and right now we're doing a $24 million, 1,500 seat auditorium that is gonna blow the mind of everybody in our city. So listen, as I was thinking about this, in, in this boldness, when I told the church, this is what we saw before this was, I said it's gonna go from pizza, pizza to Jesus. A guy came up to me and said, pizza, pizza to Jesus, Jesus, huh? And I was like, yeah pretty bold, pretty crazy. How are you going to do it? And I was thinking about this, Pastor Justin, that boldness elevates and brings up faith. Action Church, my goodness gracious, our church has, will have raised $8 million in two and a half years to build God a house. What in the world is Action Church gonna do in Jesus' name in the city of Orlando? As your pastor dreams, as he steps out in boldness, his boldness is connected to your uncommon boldness. You give and you serve and the whole level of faith, not just an action church, but the whole entire city, Pastor Justin, I believe is beginning to rise and rise and rise as God's people start living and acting differently in Jesus' name. We're three months away from opening up our project. And I have to tell you, I wanna look in your eyes. I've already 
wept and told your pastor a hundred times. If you call Action Church home, if you give to this house, look at me, look at me in my eyes, please, I'm close. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. There's thousands of people that have surrendered their lives to Jesus, just like here, at Heights Church in Richmond, Virginia, and you played a part. A month ago, your pastor came down and preached. I had no clue. But your church, Action Church, invested and gave $100,000 to Heights Church to help us finish our project. Some of you are like, why would we do that? Don't we need that money? We're trying to build a campus. Yeah, but while you're waiting on your dream to come true and you make somebody else's dream come true, God will make every dream that you've ever dreamed come true in Jesus' name. Does it make sense? No. Is it scary? Absolutely. You wouldn't need faith though if it didn't. Where's God asking you to be bold? Maybe it's in that relationship. It's been dishonoring to him for too long. Maybe it's in a, a friend. Uh, maybe it's with your finances. Maybe it's your priorities. Whatever it is, you don't need me. I'm telling you, God, make me bold. And why you need faith, write it down, I'm gonna pray, because my faith in God determines my assignment from God. I don't know about you. I want a big assignment from God. Pastor Justin, there's a, a massive assignment on this church and on your life. It's not small. There's a massive assignment. Hey, if you're gonna call this place home, you better get ready. Better buckle up. Why? Because it will, there will be opposition. You'll see miracles. And it will require the most faith that you've ever had. And just where is God asking you to be bold this morning? I'm gonna pray as we do. Can we say that together? That prayer one more time, come on. God, make me, make me bold. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes just all over the room right now? I'm gonna ask you to be very still. Maybe they're just there at your seat. Maybe we could just pray this simple prayer together. Just right where you are, head bowed, eyes closed. Would you just, in your heart, let's pray this prayer together. Would you just say, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? Now just listen to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Where is God? calling you to be bold. I mean, how are you talking? Maybe some of you are going to be bold for the very first time and go get water baptized right after this experience. Others of you are going to, the, 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 bold, the most bold thing you could ever do, the first act of boldness that many of you need to do is acknowledging that you need a real genuine relationship with Jesus. You're watching online, you're in the room, your head's bowed, your eyes are closed. Maybe you're like me. You grew up knowing a lot about church but nothing about a personal relationship with the person. His name is Jesus. And who is Jesus? The only perfect son of God came to this earth, died on a cross to free us from our sins, raised from the dead on the third day. The only name in heaven and earth. 
in which you can be saved. And if you're here and you need a real relationship with a person and not religion, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. But you have a part to play. Bold. Be bold right now. And on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and say, Josh, count me in that prayer. Count me in that prayer. If that's you, make up your mind right now. We're going to do it together. Ready? One, two, three. Come on, bold. Be hand. Say, Josh, that's me. I need yes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four. Anybody else? Josh, make. I need bold. I need to give my life to Jesus. Come on, full of faith. If you raised your hand or did it, come on, let's all pray this prayer out loud. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me, forgiving me so I could be free. And right now, I make you my Lord and Savior. Come on, make it personal. Say, give me the strength to live a changed life, a bold life. We say it like this. We pray this prayer every week at our church. I want you to say his name right now. Would you say Jesus? I'll say these two words. Say, I surrender. Now do it right now at your seat. That's really what salvation is. It's not your religious expression. It's complete surrender. Lord, we completely surrender to you right now. Lord, and as we surrender, we know that you're going to fill your people with your Holy Spirit, God, and the natural response Lord, there will be supernatural boldness, Lord, on your people, on this church. Lord, and we just thank you and bless you for everything that you are going to do in the mighty, the awesome, the great name of Jesus Christ. We pray all these things. Come on, all God's people said a good. Come on, Action Church. Give Jesus your best praise for those decisions.